in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, right now at 12.06, 12.06, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, you heard it last night as President Biden declared war. <clears throat> that was an outrageous speech and declared war basically on half of America. Because think of the number of people that voted for President Trump. But not only that, it was, it was actually declared war. And is trying to declare that anyone who identifies as a Republican is is somehow, you know, bordering on being a terrorist. And it's so outrageous. So this portion of the program, folks, check out DePetro.com. And we have the merchandise is so terrific. Rhode Island Ultra MAGA. There are shirts. There are mugs. There are sweatshirts. Show your support. Your way to give table for one salute. And by the way, I was wearing... The, uh, this shirt last night when we did one after dark and did it on Facebook Live. You know, I love the shirt. It's well designed. It looks fantastic. And it's just a way you also have the uh, tank top, whatever term you want to use for it. Rhode Island Ultra Magna. There's two different designs for it. But that that was uh, and also for, for the women's shirt looks great as well for the women out there. Again, you just go to the website to Petro.com. And you just click on Rhode Island Ultra Mega. That that was such an outrageous attack last night. We're going to play some of the audio. That was, um, and, and, and what was that all about with the, the blood red? I played last hour. Tucker Carlson was actually right on the money with that. I mean, that, what, what was the imaging of the two Marines standing there? That, 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 that was so beyond the pale. What an outrageous display. This was the person. And here's the, the you know, MAGA mega threat. Democracy is at stake. Democracy is at stake. Why are you standing there in the communist red with two Marines behind you? He And he's the one warning of political violence. That was an insult to all Republicans, as a matter of fact. There was no reason for that. And that was not, that was a political speech. And I want to commend the protesters that were out there last night. In Philadelphia, going after him, making noise. What what was that supposed to be? Talk about intimidation. And and you know the media even the media is even um, you know even they were taken aback at the the image of that. There was nothing presidential about it. Uh, there was there was no element of you know trying to bring in any way the the country together so and, and so forth. That was declaring war, and and this is all imaging. And and now what you saw last night with Biden and what was just so reprehensible about it was this is direct imaging on the midterms. You know, trying to portray and and but and failing, by the way, failing. Now, if you go to the Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook, I mean, you can see um, the, the imaging. I, I mean, it did kind of was reminiscent of with the hand gestures. I mean, he <laughs> he did that look looked like it, it looked like something that. And, and I know people just putting cranky old man and past his bedtime. You're missing the larger point, though. That was that was something that you would see in that is that was that like all the trappings of like something that Hitler would be part of. And using the military in that way is complete abuse of power. Absolutely. Um, and especially the nighttime. I mean, that was just. Absolutely disgraceful. And, and I'll also say, listen, no, no president should be using a military. I, I don't like anyone that uses it as props. So, folks, again, I also want to uh, tell you, if you go to the Facebook page, I, I feel, ter- you know, President, uh, excuse me, Governor McKee, Governor 
Governor McGreed keeps talking about taking Ripta. Take a look at some of that video we have of what some people did because a Ripta bus was late the other night. Uh, just so beyond the pale. And then we also have great job at the Providence Police where they employed the taser and they took down someone. Um, on the Petro.com, you can see I have, uh, of course, the media does, the rest of the media doesn't have it, but we have photos of the person that they was part of the foot chase. And the, the kid, he's 19 years old, and he's got guns, and he poses with guns, and he's like, take good, nice day to bring your gun outside. I mean, there he is screaming, no, it wasn't me, bro, it wasn't me, I swear, you know, I mean, it's just <coughs> what the police have to deal with out there. Folks, but it is a beautiful Friday. I want to wish everyone a very, very happy Labor Day weekend. Juan will be uh, observing the holiday on Monday, but we have a lot to get to between now and 2 o'clock. It's specifically that Biden speech in the tone is just beyond the pale. And the accusation he was making, that was done as a way to try to intimidate. And what, what a lot of people, what you need to understand is many times when I talk about some of this stuff, people don't understand that you're not the target audience. You're not the target audience. The target audience many times are independent voters and specifically female independent voters. President Trump won the presidency in November 2016 because for, for several factors, but one of the factors that can't be ignored are female independent voters voted for him over Hillary. Period. In 2020, because of some of the actions that took place during those four years and because of some of the media coverage, the bias coverage, he lost a big part of that base. J6 lost more part of that base. What Biden is trying to do is really make people think twice and almost try to convince people that if you are voting Republican, you're with like a, a violent faction. You're with, uh, aligned with brutal dictators, fascism, and these other name-calling that they like to do. But on this Friday, folks, and it is September 2nd at 1213, good afternoon, one and all. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, listen, fall is here. I am so happy, though, because they... You know, they're a family-run business, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, folks, they've had a fantastic summer. I'm not surprised. You know, the service is tremendous. The quality of what they put out is the best. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs. The fall is a great time to plant, improve your landscaping, hanging pots, hanging impatience, and... They have those Placata Abravite, the green giant Placata Abravites in stock. Hundreds to choose from. Three feet, 11 feet tall, fast growing, deer resistant, beautiful natural border. And this time of year for Labor Day weekend, take a ride. They're open seven days a week. They have the best sweet corn in New England. Zucchini, eggplant, yellow squash. Tomatoes and cucumbers, local honey is available. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Full-scale nursery. Look for them on Facebook. They do a very good job at their Facebook page, but I'm so happy for them. They've had a great summer, and they just they just crank all, well, not all year long, but, you know, during the season. And September's a big month for them. Stop it and see them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, right now, I want to remind you to visit the website, depetro.com. I want to thank all of our Wonderful sponsors at DePetro.com. We have that video up of the police chase. Uh, we have unique video up. If you missed any of the Block Island ferry, the ferry fighters, see it on the website, DePetro.com. If you missed Juan under attack <clears throat> by the orange ski mask lunatic, boom, go to the website, DePetro.com. If you missed getting up to speed on any of the Charlotte Lester case, or some of the other cases we've brought to light, boom, check it out on the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincident Inn. You know, it's, it's uh, well, it's not fall, but <clears throat> the Coincident Inn, 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick. You know, consistently great food. I'd love to meet people there. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, biggest bar, 
free, comfortable, safe, easy parking. The Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. All right, I want to get to um, some of the sound. What is, what is so beyond the pale with the, the Biden attack last night was obviously number one was he basically declared war on half of the country. And it's all done, you know, the imaging was done for a reason. The, the language, uh, the verbiage that is used, that, w- that was not, um, I don't know what that was, as a matter of fact. But that, that was um, that was so over, over the top. And I know, actually, I'm seeing that we, we, there is more now new information about some of the things that were um, recovered in the raid. And so, I, I, and I know, I, I'm going to repeat what I've been saying. I mean, I, I just think some of the, um, some of the people are just, they, they're not dealing in, in reality. I wish some people that would, um, would, would not, would just start to vet through some of the information that is out there. But that, and I also want to remind people, you know, all of these Democrats that are involved with the primary, especially like, it's so insulting, whether it's Seth Magaziner or Governor McKee or that's Sabina Matos, anyone who might be a Republican to them is seen as a violent individual uh, a violent, you know, uh, election denier. Anyone that votes Republican was basically there on on June sixth. I mean, it, it it goes beyond the pale of in, of insulting. It it's such the stereotyping is is very very insulting, outrageous. And I, I'm going to repeat, you know, this whole business that democracy is at stake. Right now, we we have a complete open border, as many of you know. And by the way, this month, just a couple of weeks, one, I, it'll be Juan Goes to Washington. I will be in D.C. for our annual broadcast. And you're going to hear directly from Border Patrol, cattle ranchers at the border, ICE agents, uh, experts on the border. The, the Democrat Party, whether it be Governor McKee or that Sabina Matos or the rest of them, they never, they never talk about the fact they all talk about the opioid crisis. They don't talk about the fact that the fentanyl is coming over the southern border. You know, there's a funny video out right now by the Daily Caller where they have the White House press secretary answering Pete Ducey saying it is not true that people in broad daylight are just crossing over the border. And they did a split screen. And then the bottom of the screen, you see all the people just walking right over. It, it, you know, as far as democracy, we, we have an open border. Democracy is under attack. But as I said, what no one talks about is there are illegals voting in our elections. I can't speak for the rest of the country, but definitely in Rhode Island. There's no mechanism to stop them in Rhode Island. And therefore, with all the mail ballots, illegals are voting, isn't that a threat to democracy? To me, the biggest threat to democracy is that we don't have legitimate elections. I would argue that that is the much larger threat. And by the way, this has nothing to do with President Trump. What is happening right now at 1220 on this Friday in the state, it is a, as we've said, it is a scavenger hunt for votes. It is a scavenger hunt for ballots. It is Governor McKee knowingly violating the spirit of the law, breaking the law, and just stealing as many votes and mail ballots as they can and trying to outseal Nelly Gorbea. That is what is going on. And that is a far, far, that, that is not an election. That is not democracy. No one can explain why. And, and all of this stuff of, you know, you, you, you can't, People of color don't carry IDs with them. It, it's so insulting. It's so racist. But Biden, this extreme ideology, it people don't have confidence in our elections. And I want to repeat, it has nothing to do with President Trump. A lot of people think it does. And locally, that's all they talk about. You know, it's going to be comical as some of the Democrats that are going to lose in their primaries 
And it's because of this is absurd. There's still another debate to go for governor and all these people just keep voting. How, how is that democracy? How did we reach this point? How did we get by without, you know, having with the way we did elections? As I've stated in the past, I would wait in line. I would wait in line on election day. I wouldn't mind. I would. Two hours, three hours, as long as my vote was going to count and we were going to get legitimate elections. But this business of the ballot harvesting and the mail ballots and the drop boxes, all it does, and it should, is undermine confidence. And it's, it's, it's a shame that we don't have an ethical governor who I am still not convinced is showing up on Tuesday night, by the way. We don't have an ethical governor who would, you know, one of the largest problems that came out of that trial where it was Mattiello and that dirt bag that was on trial for the, the mailer, the Shana, um, whatever, Lawton mailer, was that the, the highest elected officials in our state know that they're cheating at the elections and they do nothing to stop it. They just hire the same people and, and cheat along with it. It's wrong. It shouldn't be allowed to go on. Now, we know last night, I mean, that rhetoric, we all know that, you know, obviously someone wrote it for him. I'm in no way making excuses for Biden. He shouldn't be. Listen, we, we know he, he shouldn't be the president. They learn that the more they keep him out of sight, that President Trump, you know, his, his actions during the pandemic, um, tragically, it, it, um, it overshadowed a lot of the good work he had done. You go right back before the pandemic, and he was on his way to another four years. But he, you know, well, anyhow, we don't have to replay or relive all of that. But this business of him, of, you know, screaming at everybody, and uh, and the accusations, like, it's all framing. It's all trying to... You know, if anyone, if anyone declared war last night, it was President Biden basically declaring war and how they paint anyone who is happens to be a Republican. As he's doing it with the blood red black drop and the Marines in the shadows. Uh, and it does look like the Soviet Union. I agree with those that said that that was perhaps one of the most divisive speeches an American president has ever given. Let's hear just a little bit of President Biden last night. America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. You know, I, um, I want to take exception with what, what no one will talk about is... What no one will talk about... <clears throat> is all of us. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1225. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, what they never talk about with January 6th is what the country witnessed the summer of 2020, which is Black Lives Matter, Antifa protesters, destroyed every major city, did billions in damage, burned police cars, destroyed police stations, rioted, looted, smashed windows, Unbelievable destruction, the shoplifting, and Americans were just told, what, what would, what would, I mean, it was comical. It became the joke of, of the summer of 2020, as someone that lived through it was, the joke of it was that the majority of them were peaceful protesters. They set that in motion. They set that in motion. And you know what else is, is frightening, folks, is, um, you know, just look locally um, I'm, I'm going to finish the thought on that in just a moment, but I want to stay on schedule. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, I want to again remind you about Atment Urgent Care. 
Two locations, the Johnston location, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, at Med Urgent Care. Now, the next time you have an emergency, comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals and families, it's really simple. If you're asking a question, why would I go to them over going to the emergency room Rhode Island Hospital or, you know, pick a place? It's very simple. It's faster. It's all the same type of care, but it's just faster. They'll see you under an hour. You know, I had a meeting with them the other day. The people that were waiting in, the, in their emergency room, their waiting room, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, like you go in, and the next thing you know, you're in front of a doctor, you're being treated. I've spoken to people that have waited hours, bleeding, sick, in the emergency room at a hospital. Folks, at Med Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, which is right across from Felicia's. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services, immunization school and sports physicals. You can go there. Cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. Whether it's walk-in routine, urgent care. Now, also, work-related injuries. That's where you want to go. Minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma. Laboratory, sports and school physicals, drug testing, chest x-ray, adult vaccinations. And for those that have COVID, they offer more than anyone mononuclear antibody infusions. Boom. Get you right back on your feet. At Med Urgent Care, when I have an emergency, this is where I go. This is where I encourage you to go. Once you go to At Med Urgent Care... Two locations, you'll never go back to a hospital emergency room. 1524 Avenue Avenue Johnson and also the East Greenwich location, which is right across from Felicia's. Folks, check out the website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is right by Home Again Consignment. Now, listen, it's Friday. It is Labor Day weekend. If you um, want to, Home Again Consignment, I strongly, I encourage you. I implore you to visit them. Stop it and see John, Governor Francis Shopping Center, Fine Furniture. There's a link to their Facebook page right on the website, dipetro.com. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. He has new inventory in literally every day, but certainly every week. Glassware, jewelry, beautiful art, antiques, fine furniture that... He'll, he'll buy some from you. You can buy from him. He does estate sales. Home again consignment. And he only takes quality merchandise. Nothing that has animal fur or if someone was a heavy smoker. It's, it's beautiful things. They're going to look great in your home. Home again consignment. Governor Francis Shopping Center in Warwick. Um, folks, you know, nowhere. I want to go back to you think of um, this past winter. When we had, do you remember it was, it was um, the communists were doing a reading in the communist reading room on Camp Street. And the neo-Nazis, or a group of them, came. And Justin Katz framed it perfectly. You have a group of communists reading the Communist Manifesto at the red reading room on Camp Street. Total political theater. And then a group of neo-Nazis covering their faces came and were banging on the windows and yelling at them. It all lasted maybe a minute or 90 seconds. Obviously, the police descended on the place. Uh, all the elected officials. You know, the next day, Governor McKee, he went to a press conference uh, right, at the, right down the street from there at the Billy Taylor uh, playground where there's always shootings right there on Camp Street. And this is uh, <clears throat> outrageous. And the media allowed, hear me out, the media allowed members of BLM, Harrison Tuttle and out of this, to continue this fake narrative that the biggest threat to Rhode Island They allowed this to go on the air unchallenged, and Governor McKee allowed it as well. The biggest threat to Wesley to Woonsocket, and you're hearing it actually from Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston, is this business of white supremacy. Folks, it is completely false. False. You know, this is the difference where the media, they don't like. A good example is look at the people that were arrested on the Block Island Ferry. 
right? Look at the mugshots. Seems to be a common theme, let alone several of them gang members. One of them arrested again, stole, had a gun and a stolen car in Pawtucket, member of Bucket West. When they arrested the two individuals accused in the murder, 24-year-old Maya Brophy Bayerman, was last Friday, arrested them. That late night, total innocent, I hate to even use the phrase, but she was like in the wrong place at the wrong time. And again, two gang members. Mugshots are on the Facebook page, anondepetro.com, shot and killed. Did Governor McKee hold a press briefing saying we must do something about the gang violence in the city? Silence. The worst is that state senator, the twerking senator, Tierra Mack. The worst has never mentioned that incident happened half a mile from where she lives. Has never acknowledged because it was a 24-year-old white white female from Warwick that was shot and killed. They continue the mantra and that, that Mac is poisonous. Everything with these people is race. Every time they don't get their way, it's race. But what is so outrageous and insulting, now the, the kid in the, um, the shooting the other night, he shot someone in the neck. Providence police, excellent foot chase. They used the taser. Do you know they had to put out that body cam video? Because members of the guy's family and everything else was saying that the police, you know, what they did was wrong. And it was police brutality. And that, listen, you, you look at the video that I have up on, on DePedro.com that links to the Facebook page. That, that was textbook of how to do it. Of, hey, halt right there. They pull up. Someone says, he, he shot me. Kid books off. Police officer in route, taser, 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 tases him, takes him down. And then the kid's lying through his teeth the entire time. No mention of that. <clears throat> no mention of it. You would think after what happened, whether it was with Maya, whether it was with what happened with the 15-year-old the that was shot and killed in Silver Lake from West Warwick, where his mother is still calling for street justice, as frightening and outrageous as that sounds, to the Block Island Ferry, to the uh, budgeting gang problem, you, you would think that some politician would have the backbone to step forward and say, I will eliminate, we're not going to have gangs ruining the streets. We're not going to have gangs destroying quality of life. We're going to run them out of town on a rail. Not one person would mention that. Now, coming up on um, Tuesday night is, is the final gubernatorial debate. Now, Governor McKee, I listed yesterday, I heard a state house rumor. He did not like the way that the other candidates beat the hell out of him at the Channel 10 debate. The only thing that kind of saved him was that Luis Mones... He ran for governor in 2018. His name is Louis Daniel Moniz. He ran in 2018 as an independent. He pulled, drumroll, 1% of the vote. So this time he said, oh, I get it. I'll run as a Democrat this time. Again, it has to be governor. He can't do school committee. He can't do elected rep. He can't do city council. Nope. He, this guy, sells x-ray equipment. He needs to be the leader of the state. So he declares himself a Democrat. Now, the rest of the media outlets that included him, including Channel 10, made a mistake. You have to have some criteria. These people, I should be included because I'm wrong. It doesn't work that way. You're wasting time. Wasting time. So, <clears throat> so Governor McKee, what they did yesterday was he starts to say, oh, I think he should be included in the debate. I think he should be included in the debate. We need to hear his perspective. It has nothing to do with that. What Governor McKee doesn't want is every time this guy, who, by the way, is a useful idiot, who took the bait. I want to thank Governor McKee for trying to include. It's not about that. Governor McKee just wants anything to eat up the clock. I mean, I'm surprised. Governor McKee, 
the less time he wants to run out the clock, as my friend John Boyle would say. He wants to, he, Governor Keats, I think we should start with the Pledge of Allegiance. I think we should end with a national anthem. We should have long intros. You know, there should be commercial, like anything to try to run down the clock. But where McKee, who, who did get the hell beat out of him the other night on the Channel 10 debate, the fact that, that Louis Daniel Moniz was included in the snoozy, sleepy, inconsequential radio debate, it doesn't mean Channel 12 should follow that formula. No, no, they made a mistake by including him. They made a mistake by referring to him as a doctor. He's not a doctor. He doesn't have a license to practice medicine. Um, he sells, I understand, he sells x-ray equipment. There's nothing wrong with that. But just stop calling the person a doctor. Uh, but but you don't follow the lead. So Channel 12, their company said, no, you have to hit, there's a criteria, there's a threshold. And I support that, by the way. I do. And it's established, and they've already enforced it in the CD2 race. And this guy, whatever his name is, I've never met him, Omar Barr. Of course, they everyone else includes him. The, the, one of the most pathetic things was the... Uh, one of the radio people saying, we have to include him because he's a person of color. You know, that, that is the worst. See, that, that gives you good insight of how they operate. Not that he has a message that's resonating. According to the radio people, the only criteria they're including him is because of the color of his skin. How, how is that democracy? So now Governor McKee is like, oh, you know, I, I think we should include him. <laughs> and then these other people are jumping on. So check out topetro.com because this week, you know, the media, the same media that protects some of these candidates, now they're, they're dealing with them. But you see the media has been intimidated by different people. I told you during the summer of 2020 that the television stations, they seeming, seemingly were intimidated by a lot of the, quote, protesters that are really dangerous criminals who they didn't want to put that some of the people speaking at the rallies had criminal records. You know, I, I've talked about Channel 12 would not report that one of the girls who would speak, a, oh, excuse me, youth activists that would speak at a Black Lives Matter protest I thought it was fair to point out she had been arrested for bringing a weapon to school. As she's up there saying, you know, we just want peace. The police have no idea. The police harass us. Um, they were afraid to mention that. So you saw that the Providence Journal used a photo this week. And that woman of color running for mayor of Providence. How dare you use that photo? But was more telling well, she didn't reach out to the Providence Journal. She didn't pick up the phone. I've called the Providence Journal sometimes. I've contacted some of their editors. Um, I, I don't, I, in the past, I didn't like some of the coverage. I felt it was incomplete sometimes. They, they always try to use a bad photo. They don't use a good photo. They, that's part of them, you know, they do that on purpose. Uh, they're, they're not the first ones. The Drudge Report would always show a photo of Hillary that looked... You know, her wind with hair was blowing in her face. She was almost falling down. I mean, you, you know, it's part of it. You got to kind of take it in stride. But this this woman who's running for mayor of Providence, you know, she didn't pick up the phone and call the journal. She just, what did she do? She posted on social media. They're running that photo because I'm a woman of color. Is, is that your management style? Is that how you would handle things that you take to social media instead of contacting them? You know, I know Channel 10 put out the statement, but then... When the woman was interviewed, no one even asked, well, did you contact them? Well, no, they, they should be contacting me. Is that the style you, you would use as mayor? You're upset about someone. You don't pick up the phone and contact them. You post it on social media that you're upset. I don't think that's a, a winning style. I know it's not. And now you have, and, and what's the most comical is that Senator Mack who she's going after, this is wrong, this is racist, that he's not being included. Uh, they're racist towards Latino candidates. Uh, isn't Nellie Gobea in the race? Isn't she a Latina? 
Didn't Channel 12, I know the answer to that. Channel 12 just had former Central Falls Mayor James Diosa included in a debate for general treasurer. Channel 12 just had the candidates for lieutenant governor, two of which are minorities, one of them, Sabina Matos. So does anyone want to maybe poke holes in the clearly they're not racist because there's no other pattern other than the pattern that Channel 12, who I will defend, and I really hope they don't cave. The pattern that Channel 12 has shown is they don't have people on that are polling at like 1% who aren't running real campaigns. So I, I applaud Channel 12 for that. And McKee, you know, that Dr. Lu, there I'm doing it again, Luis Mones, you know, I want to thank Governor McKee. He's not doing it for you. That's what's called being a useful idiot. He is doing it. He, he, he'd love to have more people on the stage. It's less time for him. He was more content in that forgettable, snoozy radio debate where he just sat there and he was just reading his talking points. It's not a debate. I don't know what it is, but it's not a debate. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by J. Perry Paving. Fall is here. J. Perry Paving, they provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios. Call them for a free estimate. If you've been thinking of getting your driveway paved, seal-coating, parking lot, patio, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook, licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs. No matter how big, how small, experienced, skilled team provide exceptional driveway asphalt. And they specialize in laying brand new asphalt pavement, removal, repair. If you need a quote, call them. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving. Affordable. Smooth and safe to drive on 401-732-1730. So, folks, good afternoon at 1243. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Uh, check out our website, dePetro.com, And don't forget, dePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Hey, it's Friday. This is going to be a big weekend there. Comfort, food, and cocktails. Shane and company, they do a great job. Delicious food. They have live entertainment. On Friday and Saturday night, 1225 Smith Street, North Providence, right next door to Stella Suites. You want to try a new place. You're going to love it. I'll see you at the Saturdale Revival. Comfort, food, and cocktails. So I'll just come out. I mean, I, I found the Biden speech. Um, that That is not, that that was like the one of the, that was like the most partisan speech someone could give. I, I, I found it, uh, that was insulting. And that's the new term, you know, that they've kind of come up with. The whole business of the, um, you know, MAGA Republicans. They want everybody seen that way. That if somehow, that if in fact, um, if somehow that you're, you know, if you're a Republican, then that really makes you a MAGA Republican. And it's, it's, um... It's completely wrong, and it was done by design. And we, we, you know, in in other states, maybe they dismiss it. Around here, it, it's it's all it's all parroted. You know, you you heard Governor McKee talking about that Nelly Gorbea used, you know, a, a a MAGA. Like I can't stand when they use that word. I really can't. Because they they treat it and go unchallenged, as a matter of fact. They, they treat it as, oh, you know, it's all dangerous and it's violent and blah, blah, blah. Dan McGowan has a piece in uh, this morning's Boston Globe. Oh, my God. Did I? Am I seeing this? Who, uh, strong unions make the economy in Rhode Island work better. No, they've destroyed the state. Published in the Boston Globe, George D. and Pat Crowley. What a complete disgrace. 
You know, I just want to check. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe has a piece of uh, the next Rhode Island governor needs a plan for Providence schools. No one will talk about the teachers union. None of them. None of them will talk about the teachers union. He writes, uh, Dan, Dan McKee has built a political career being an innovator in education. Helena Folks, will it a better political future, improving test scores. Ashley Kalis, school choice centerpiece. Bill inherit control the plagued Providence, problem-plagued Providence school district. 23,000 uh, 23, students, excuse me. Topic of education has been like a passing summer thunderstorm. Lack of true vision. State took control 2019, transforming a district, crumbling classrooms, woeful test scores, low teacher morale, even grading on a steep curve to adjust for COVID. It, McKee, the incumbent was lieutenant governor. He had to focus on the pandemic. Help, but last year, he did help negotiate a new teachers union. The next deal needs to be more aggressive. What does that tell you? It means they failed. His support for alternative public schools always drawn the R Teachers Union, but he won the the endorsement of the NEA. Providence teachers are affiliated with the American Federation of Teachers. McKee has not been advocating for more charter schools in Providence. He wants to transfer control back to the next mayor. Folks, has vowed to seek not seek if students don't improve. Folks, it comes down to. It comes down to. The teachers union, the Wall Street Journal at 1247, you know, the Wall Street Journal has a very good piece. And this woman that they talk about controls the Providence schools. We've talked about her. Dan McGowan, I think, even was communicating with her at one point. But the Wall Street Journal has a piece. Randy Weingarten flunks the pandemic. National test results reveal the damage from school closures. The National Assessment of Education Progress. Folks, right now at 1248, if you listen to anything today, listen to the following. There are calamity as far as the uh, scores for an unprecedented decline in reading and math scores. First measure the damage done, school closures to American children. Two decades of progress erased in two years. You have to go back to the 70s of how bad the test scores are. Results were worse for low-income minority students. Math fell by 13 points. Hispanics, 5 points. Reading scores fell twice as much. The education website, the 74, offered the grim silver lining. It remains higher than the 70s. What do they want to do? Blame the pandemic. Well, you know, school shootings, violence, school classroom disruptions. Yeah, classroom disruptions. Wall Street Journal writes, the American Federation of Teachers Chief Randy Weingarten, who controls Providence schools, Woonsocket schools, Warwick schools, Pawtucket schools, who pushed for short shutdowns as long as she could possibly could before parents revolted. Tried to forget this ever happened with this statement on Twitter. Thankfully, after two years of disruption... From a pandemic that killed more than one million Americans, schools are already working on helping kids recover and thrive. But Herner unions were the chief disruptors. American teachers unions demanded schools be kept shut, even as they remained open in Europe. At the same time, unions used the pandemic to extort money from Congress. Folks, schools received $190 billion in federal COVID relief safely reopen address learning losses, but schools stayed closed. Much of the money still hasn't been spent. After the first months of COVID uncertainty, the school shutdown had nothing to do with safety. You flunked the pandemic, Randy, and set back Americans' children for years. The fact of the matter is, folks, I was saying this in the fall of 21 and in the fall of 20. It was all especially in the fall of 20. I give Governor Raimondo credit, but no, it was all about extorting more money. And it is pathetic when on those Democrat Governor Rhode Island primary stage gubernatorial, you know, it's time we fund education. What an absolute joke. Folks, no one in Providence will talk about 
that the problem with the Providence schools, one of the problems is is the teachers union. Now, listen, are there and I fully get are there children in the school where it's English as a second language? True. Are they children in poverty? True again. However, they have such a grip. They can't extend the school day by five minutes. You can't get rid of problem teachers. No one is fired. Uh, look at what that um, the education commissioner got. You know, no one would go to parent-teacher conferences. None of the teachers would stay after school. It is pathetic, the control they have. The charter schools start school earlier, have longer school days, give kids extra help, meet with parents, converse. Do How about the fact that the education commissioner said Providence teachers would not even show up and didn't have parent-teacher conferences. It was optional whether or not the parents showed up. If you want to improve test scores, you need to hire younger teachers. You need to get rid of bad teachers. The bulk of the money goes to benefits, goes to teachers' pensions, goes to free health care, goes to everything else along with that. In order to get a job, everybody else in the school district has to first get the shot to uh, to uh, apply for the job. And they're not even trying at this point. They're trying to just nibble at the edges. I mean, listen, it, it's not that difficult. At 12.52 on this Friday, I mean, think about it. It's not that difficult. If you have someone, I'm going to give a bad analogy right now. What I mean by that, I'm just saying it's. Let's just say you were a consultant and you met someone and they said, yeah, I don't know what it is. We're just not getting enough work done. And you went and met with them and you noticed that they were only working four hours a day. I think a a fear thing to point out would be, I think you could get more work done if you were working six hours a day, if you're working eight hours a day. How many people listening right now Could you get your job done if you only worked four hours a day? Providence teachers, they only work four hours a day. They're in school for six hours. They get an hour for lunch. They get an hour free period. The charter schools, they start at 730. They go to 330, some of them even four o'clock. It's a lot of extra time. Um, They can't do that. You know, in Providence, they can't extend the school day five minutes. Everything is about money with that crowd. Thus, you're not going to, that is the definition of insanity. You're not going to get improvements. You're not going to get improvements in any way. They're nibbling around the edges. The fact that the education commissioner said, I think in the next contract negotiation, we can, see, it's always past the buck. That's all it is. But they won't even touch on it because they're so fearful of the teachers' unions. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought by Jamie's Power Wash. Now, I did post... Uh, Jamie came to my home, came to the independent home, the Juan dwelling, and, you know, we had on top of our roof some some mold and mildew and algae and moss, but I called Jamie's Power Wash, completely gone. It looks like a brand new roof. He also does deck staining, improve your property. I do have a link on the Facebook page, you can call Jamie's Power Wash today. It does incredible work. 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Jamie is professional. They get right up there. Now, they could also do your deck, your patio, your walkway, side of a home, side of a fence. Professional power washing, deck staining. Uh, Jamie's Power Wash it also does the soft wash. It's, it's remarkable how beautiful it looks. It makes a big difference. So if you're looking for someone to do it, maybe buy your pool. 401-837-4545. If you can't remember the number, drop me a message. Or I did put a link to him on the Facebook page. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1255. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Again, we go till 2. The next hour, I will play more sound um, and get into a little bit of some of the more of the details that we're getting regarding, uh, I guess some more details came out about the raid. We're going to hear about it in the one o'clock news. I'll put more out about it. It's still, 
Um, well, I, I don't know what to make of the whole thing. We're still getting to get some details. I, I, I'll say this, though. I, you have to be careful. Let me just throw this out. There's this guy. He's, he's you know, big on social media. And, folks, there's so many clickbait headlines. Here was one yesterday. Explosive bombshell. Obama was the architect of the raid at Mar-a-Lago. You, you click on the story. There's nothing in the story about that. There's nothing in the story that supports that. Totally just putting it out there. I, I don't know. If people want to believe that stuff, it's a free country. Um, as I've said in the past, I think all this dangerous rhetoric against the FBI, I find it really disheartening. But I, 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 but the, but let me let me be very clear. Biden's actions last night in that speech were just beyond the pale. I mean, that is, it's all political. It was obviously written out for him. Um, he did just had to perform it. I don't know what to make of the backdrop and everything. It was all very very disturbing. Boy, a lot of news out of Cumberland on this Friday. How about Dr. Thomas Soa, Cumberland chiropractor, license suspended, arrested, sexual assault charges. You have that, and then, um, and then you. By the way, if you were a patient of his, drop me. I've, I've heard from some of his patients. We're on that story. The other stories. How about the investigations underway? A man was struck by a train in Cumberland. That was early this morning. Menden Road, freight train, started moving again. Police responded, a homeless man hit by the train. He was sleeping on the tracks. The man is a, was alive, rushed to the hospital. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't have all the details. I'm going to say right now, I don't think it's a good idea to sleep on train tracks. There, I've said it. No, I don't think that that's... Uh, like, but, like, what? That's where you... But again, I, I don't know. We don't know. Was it? Um, you don't know if it's someone with with self uh, harm, or you don't know if it was. It could have been drug induced. I mean, it's very very sad when some of you you see some of these people that are literally like falling down because they're on drugs and the fentanyl. So. Um, so we don't know if, in fact, it, it is something like that. But it's been an interesting summer for uh, the police in Cumberland. As many of you know, it started even in late June before the 4th of July with the murder-suicide that was just so terrible. And then you still have some stories here. All right, folks, it's 12.59. Now, next hour is radio only. We have a lot of sound to get to with that Biden, the rhetoric of that speech. I thought it was appalling. And then also uh, the latest on the raid and then more on, you know, a lot of eyes. The final gubernatorial debate, Democrat now, the winner of the primary takes on Ashley Kalis is coming up Tuesday night. And that'll be on Channel 12. So the power hour is next. It's John DePietro on this Friday. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Much more ahead. Remember, you can listen AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.